Hi, this is Jeff Kober, and we welcome you to a Disney at Work podcast. In our last podcast, we spoke of 4,000 additional layoffs happening at the Walt Disney Company. This was in addition to the 28,000 announced previously. Now, this week, it was announced that 1,800 more Disney cast members have been furloughed from the Disneyland Resort. The furloughs is impacting both union and non-union cast members. All of this is in light of the fact that while Buena Vista Street at Disney California Adventure is open for dining and retail, the likelihood that the parks in California will reopen anytime soon is becoming less likely, especially since Orange County, California has more COVID cases than ever before. The long and short of it is that many Disney cast members will be seeking employment elsewhere, even in locations far away from Anaheim and Orlando. This podcast looks at the possibility that you might be able to hire a former Disney cast member. It's a great idea, and we want to give you the reasons why, as well as the discussions you might want to host that will help you identify whether that candidate is a right fit for you. Let's start by talking about the reasons why you should hire former Disney cast members. The first is a positive attitude. More often than not, the kind of individual who seeks to work at Disney comes with a positive attitude. Indeed, the positive atmosphere and culture is a magnet to those looking for the same. That doesn't mean that every Disney location is a positive environment, and some are frankly even toxic. And that may have resulted in some individuals wanting to move on. But by and large, Disney cast members are a positive group on average, and they seek organizations that provide that spree decor. So if you're a great organization with a positive attitude looking for others to join, you just may want to consider a former Disney cast member. The second is that Disney offers a difficult selection process. It's pretty hard to get a job at Disney compared to other organizations. Certainly it's hard to get a job at Disney just quote-unquote knowing someone. The casting system at Disney is designed to reduce that as much as possible. They have a system for selecting candidates that is generally rigorous. They're comfortable following a mantra that is largely slow to hire, quick to fire. In other words, you can know that these people have already attained some caliber of status because they had to go through a pretty hard process of interviewing and getting the jobs that they got in the first place. The next thing is that they also probably have right fit backgrounds. What do I mean by that? Disney does some considerable screening before hiring individuals. Doesn't mean that someone less qualified could slip through the system, but it does mean that by and large, a lot of work has already gone into checking backgrounds or doing background checks or checking references and looking at their their educational background and so forth. 
a lot of work usually has gone into finding the best person possible. Therefore, you can be pretty assured that they, if they have gone through that system of having their backgrounds checked, that unless something has happened more recently, they come with that already having been played out. The next item is that they're pretty good team players. By and large, Disney cast members are expected to be good team players. They, they look for that in interviewing candidates. After all, Disney is not a solo act show. Disney cast members should be capable of working effectively with others. On average, they should have better people skills and should be able to understand, relate to, and empathize with others. Social skills matter at Disney. That's an expectation made of Disney cast members. They should be better than most when it comes to relating with customers and fellow employees or contractors. Finally, Disney cast members are usually more fully developed. They're given many opportunities to gain extra development and leadership activities during their tenure with the organization. If they are taking advantage of this, it means that you have more developed employees than other candidates. They come with more experiences and having learned and gone through more development opportunities than just simply the degrees that sit on their resume. So with those qualifications, a positive attitude, having gone through a difficult selection process, having right fit backgrounds, being team players and having the opportunity to be more fully developed should give you a sense that really Disney cast members are going to be a great hire for you um, if that's what you're looking for. Now, all that said and done, that doesn't remove you from really hosting those kinds of conversations and discussions to make sure that they are still right fit for your organization. In fact, it may be well to host some conversations to better discern whether they are that right fit. Notice I didn't say, by the way, questions. I said hosting conversations or discussions. If a Disney cast member is worth their weight, they should be able to do more than simply respond to close-ended or open-ended questions. They should be able to interact with you. So here's some discussions you may want to host. And by the way, you may want to ask these same questions in an employment application, again, recognizing some states have some regulations and you want to talk to your HR professionals about what can and can't be discussed in a conversation. But, but again, if you can host these conversations, their ability to carry out that discussion with you and being able to really interact with you almost matters as much as the responses they give. It's not just what they say, but how they're able to communicate and, and, uh, and discuss these things with you. So first, in discussing their departure, did they leave on good terms? They may have been laid off, but that doesn't mean they didn't leave on good terms. It may have been the result of these um, furloughs and layoffs and, and just the fact that Disney hasn't been able to reopen all the doors uh, of their parks and resorts. So discuss their last months and weeks before the furlough or before the departure. Inquire as to what it was like and 
and expect that they should be able to articulate a conversation around, yeah, what is it like to work at Disney? What was the culture like? By the way, but um, I should mention to you at this point, Disney's never going to tell you why an individual left the company. They will give you the dates they worked with the company and you should compare those dates with what they provided on the application, but they're never gonna provide you the reason. That doesn't mean you can't host that conversation, but it shouldn't be a discussion. It shouldn't, or it shouldn't be just simply a question, so why did you leave? Well, uh, it didn't work out for me. You know, you want to be able to see that they can articulate a conversation and discuss the context and the situation which they left, which may not have anything to do with company. It may be that, you know, geographically they needed to move closer to family, or it may mean that, uh, they're looking for development opportunities that simply weren't available to them at this time. So second, did they say uh, they didn't like their boss or their team they were with? Typically, though not always, cast members should be able to identify another work location as Disney's parks are often large single site employers. In fact, Walt Disney World is the largest in the country. It's the largest single site employer. So what does that mean? That means if somebody's in an environment that isn't, isn't a right fit or is, is even toxic, and those exist within Walt Disney World, they should be able to seek and identify other opportunities within Disney and move around. So that's why Disney cast members tend to spend long careers with Disney is because they have that ability to move around, find out other opportunities for growth or for um, advancement or just simply new faces to work with. When they say, well, yeah, no, I really worked with a bad um, bunch of apples or my boss didn't like me, he was out to get me. Well, that shouldn't remove them from the ability to work with other organizations and find others. If they only stayed for a period of time and left on because they didn't like where they work, that would be a flag to me that probably they're not going to last long with you. Um, they should have been able to find jobs elsewhere. And you want to really assess that. Again, every individual is different, but I would be assessing that. By the way, third, ask them, at some point in the interview, what did you like about your role? And then stand back and really allow them to flush out the answers to that. Also, ask them later on in the interview, but not sequentially right after you ask the first question about what you liked. Ask them at some point later on in the interview, what did you least like about your job? And listen intently to both responses. If their response leaned heavily toward a discussion of what they didn't like rather than what they did like, that should be a flag for you, okay? That should indicate their attitude, their positivity level. Um, they should be able to articulate the positive more than just simply provide a gripe for what they didn't like. So look for that. Fourth, Discuss with them what activities did they get involved with while working at Disney. Do they mention clubs or service opportunities or unique work assignments? Not everyone is in a place at Disney where they can do additional projects or activities on the side. For instance, perhaps their time is limited caring for an elderly person at home so that they don't have that extra time. But know 
that Disney offers many ways to get involved and their ability to seek out and get involved with other projects is probably going to be a sign or clue how much they are going to take that initiative to seek out and be involved with other projects with you. Fifth, discuss what standards were expected of them in their role. One of those sets of standards is the Disney keys, which include safety, courtesy, show, efficiency, and most recently, inclusion. They should be able to articulate the importance of standards like these and how they um, implemented and lived up to those standards. Did they embrace those standards? Can they even name them? Every Disney cast member should know these on day one when they go through Disney traditions, which is their orientation. It is taught and every day afterwards, it's taught again and again, especially those who served on the front line. Those people who work with guests especially should be able to describe at length how those keys came to life, how they demonstrated or prioritized safety over courtesy or show or ways in which they worked to make the operation more efficient or or how they went the extra mile to be more courteous. They should be able to articulate those standards. And that's going to tell you a lot about how they're going to live up to whatever values. Your, your values and standards will probably not be safety, courtesy, show efficiency, but it will tell you how well they can live up to a set of standards in an organization. And it could be a good a good metric for, for kind of seeing how they pay attention to that kind of thing. Finally, if they left more recently, ask them if they got involved in Aspire or other learning and development program certifications. Aspire is Disney's free tuition program, which has only been around for a couple of years, but it empowered cast members to seek out higher, uh, um, higher education in exchange for free tuition and books. Um, additionally, beyond the Aspire program and long before that program came along, there have been many, many offerings through the Disney University. Ask them about this. Ask them about any certifications they've gotten along the way or what they've done to develop themselves. Discussing this may give you a sense of their interest and commitment in taking the initiative of improving and developing themselves. And that's gonna be a, a, big, a big flag for you as to whether or not these are individuals who are going to rise up to whatever expectations you have in the work uh, that they do. So again, those are just some of the questions you might just wanna ask when you are um, interviewing a Disney cast member. And by the way, if you're a Disney cast member, these are the things you ought to be living up to and understanding and knowing as well. You should be able to come in and articulate these things for the very reasons that we've discussed here. They may show you off as a better candidate um, when looking for another um, job or role elsewhere. Now, how else can you help former cast members? Beyond hiring a former cast member, which is greatly needed because there have been many layoffs, you can also help Disney cast members and others in and around Walt Disney World during this time of furlough and layoffs. Uh, my previous podcast just released 
talked about this in length and we'll have a link on the show notes to this. It was noted recently um, that the parks, um, even though they've been uh, closed much of 2020, it still has received about $20,000 in coins tossed in fountains and wishing wells across property. They drain, in fact, it costs them more money to actually drain and gather these coins than, than it, it <laughs> It'd be it'd be cheaper for them to it, it, they'd probably rather make the donation than have to gather all these coins because it's a very expensive process to drain everything and clean it up and all that kind of thing. Uh, if it ruins the you know uh, fountains and so forth. Anyway, Disney noted, by the way, when they collected all this, that they were going to help those who were homeless in Central Florida with all of these funds, which I think is a really good cause. Um, all that money is going to help homeless in Central Florida. But we have a better idea of what to do with your coins to help others in needs. And in return, you get something more than just the opportunity to make a wish at a well. Our websites, Disney at Work and Play, celebrate not only all that is wonderful about Disney, but also... Um, beyond the fandom, focuses on many of the business and lifelong lessons one can learn from the happiest places on earth. And now we are offering a new Patreon group that you can join where you can celebrate and experience Disney in new ways, even if you don't have a vacation coming up where you can throw the coin in the fountain. When you join our Patreon group, we provide you with new Disney experiences to include exclusive podcasts, YouTube videos, and what I'm most excited about, the some interactive apps. We hope that we can offer you something that benefits your work and your enjoyment of all things Disney. We offer four tiers under this Patreon program. We offer four tiers for becoming a part of all that we offer. The first two tiers, Explore and Discover, are associated with Disney at Play. And for as little as $5, you can find out more fun facts and excitement that all of us joy, enjoy as Disney fans. In fact, it includes, as part of it, what we refer to as interactive Disney discoveries. We take all of this media and we put it in an interactive one-place format that you can seek to learn and understand. The first one out the gate is all about Pandora, the world of Avatar. We look at the attractions, we look at the food and beverage, we look at the retail, we look at the floor and the fauna and the cast members and everything about Avatar. We dissect the whole thing and give you insights that you may have never heard before. So it's that's the first. And there's a new Disney discovery every month. So this is... Um, this is part of the first two tiers, uh, the opportunity to see this. The second two tiers, Navigator and Adventurer, allow you to experience our world-class learning and development solutions for bringing best-in-business Disney concepts back to your organization. Here we offer interactive park guides where you can see the business behind the magic, whether you are in the parks or on your sofa at home. Our first one out the gate is Disneyland out in California, and you can go down Main Street, Adventureland, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, 
Fantasyland, Tomorrowland, all the different lands of Disneyland and see best in business examples. And we're going to have new ones of these every um, every quarter. So these are going to be very, very cool with video and audio and imagery, images and text and ideas that you could take to uh, improve your organization back home. And by the way, note that the two levels we just talked about, Navigator and Adventure, which focuses on, on Disney at work, can be justified as a business expense by your organization. Why do I say that? Because in truth, um, these are learning and development opportunities that you can uh, take advantage of. So they could be justified as a business expense. Know that uh, you should know that your donation uh, at whichever tier you end up going with goes entirely for the first three months, 100% of all that we receive is going to support Embrace Celebration, a nonprofit group designed to support those around the Walt Disney World area who are hardest hit in the tourism center here in Central Florida. As this is especially a, an ideal time to do that because it's this holiday time of year. Many Disney cast members and others who serve guests visiting this area are not only supported by this uh, um, effort, but they're actually individuals who are helping to support it. Your funds go toward that. And so we invite you to, again, not only donate, but get something of value to go with it. So whether you hire a Disney cast member or simply help support some of those great cast members in need, know that you will be getting value out of the experience. So check our link on the notes page, on our post. Know that you can go out there onto Patreon and check it out and figure out which tier works best for you and sign up today. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate you being part of our podcast at both Disney at Play and Disney at Work. Know that whatever you do in life, always, as we talk about from Sinbad's storybook voyage at Tokyo Disney Sea, always, always follow the compass of your heart. It'll never lead you wrong. Have a great day. We will see you real soon. Thank you.